it, I think. Let's see, let me get this over here. Should be coming up. It keeps saying that it's not on, but it's on. All right. It's on. All right. It's on. Now you're going to come up now that I'm on, you want to do? What's that? Okay. That's fine. I mean, they're late, but they'll be all right. Got it. Let's record this for posterity. Record it to flat. Okay, Jane. Well, it's it's Wednesday, whiskey and the Dalmore's here, so it must be Whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. Oh, and we got this is insane. I I, I I'm gonna start this way. I was like. The, the team from team from Dalmore says we want to do an elevated tasting tonight, and that's what they set out to do. If you look up here and don't think that this is an elevated tasting, I, I really can't help you. Um, you got you got you got twelve, you got cigar malt, you got uh, uh, two eighteens, you got a twenty one, you got a twenty five year old, you got all the all this Dalmore up here that we're going to go through tonight, and we got we got Dan who's the single malt specialist, Lo- Lozer, right? Lozer, yeah, Lozer, that's me. All right. I think the distillery. Harley told me something else, now. but I said Lozier, and he, she was like, "No, no, I think it's pronounced like no, no." I said it couldn't be. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's, I've only spent several days, numerous times throughout the year with Carly. She'll get it. Yeah, right she'll get it right. Yeah, I guess. All right. So, um, <laughs> this is a great. This is a great tasting. I, it's before phenomenal. we even, I, I even I'll, touches my lip. I'll say this I, I do these tasting. throughout the year uh, as part of my responsibility as a single malt specialist for White Mackay. Um, we I waited. We don't see this kind of a lineup generally. So, so it's thank you all for showing up. And this is a quite. A, I'm I'm glad to be able to talk to you guys about all this stuff. It's really some some of our some of our finest. I mean, we've, there's not a stinker in the bunch, but we've got some really beautiful whiskeys tonight. And if that wasn't great enough as it is, the first the first uh, whiskeys that you're going to have, we're going to start going through them. But um, we got Chef Alina is here tonight, who's actually going to pair up. Um, the whiskeys with with food. Do you want to tell them what the first one is, or do you want to wait until we start doing it? There. Okay, hold on. Let me. Here you go. Take that. Yeah, we'll do the first and the second. That way, we don't have to. I don't have to have you jumping around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're you're on your mark. Yes. <laughs> on my yeah. mark. I'm supposed to stand in a specific spot. Yeah, that's right. This was a really tough job. I had to taste all these whiskeys to do this. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Actually, I call, I literally I texted Ryan. He can tell you yeah. I texted him the day that I tried them, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That's just what I texted him. That's so. a technical term for you people out there that don't know uh, culinary. Yeah. Amazing. So the, <laughs> the first with the um, twelve year, the first course that you're going to have is a dark uh, a pumpernickel crostini with orange marmalade, smoked duck breast, and manchego, which will make sense, I think, as you learn more about the whiskey. The second one that you will have is a um, creamy Parmesan polenta with braised American Wagyu short rib. So that goes with the second, and then we'll talk about the third one afterwards. That's perfect. Thank you, Chef. Thank you, Chef. All right. So let me take that down so we don't. And also, <laughs> just as a, as a to go to echo here, sort of adding on to the, the food element. You got it? Can you guys hear me? Here we go. In the tower, hear me? Um, <clears throat> We got 50 I, I, people here tonight, guys. So we do have to keep the noise level down a little bit so everybody can hear. Okay. I, I think. I mean, we're very, uh, very privileged to have the uh, have chef preparing these foods and pairing them with our whiskeys. I was never. I've been. I'm. I've been a whiskey person for many, many years. Um, 
I don't, uh, there are, I think, few whiskeys that pair with food uh, as well as the Dalmore does. And I'm really excited for this. This is, this is terrific. So everybody that's here tonight got a Dalmore 12. So that is the, the entry into the wonderful world of Dalmore. They can go home and enjoy that at, at their leisure in front of a fireplace, however they want to, uh, in the tub. I don't, I don't judge. Sure. Um, but we're not, we're going to start with a 12 tonight, but we're not starting with the regular 12. We're yeah. starting with a special, a special 12. Well, the different 12, different 12. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, as we said, uh, you're, you're starting out with our, you're, you're taking home our 12 year. Um, I, I just love this 12 year. I'd say, for those of you who are experienced whiskey drinkers, uh, who have friends who maybe are uh, not as experienced whiskey drinkers, this is a kind of bottle to bring out for your friends and your your family over the holidays because um, you know it's 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 like all of our whiskeys, incredibly approachable, soft, eminently drinkable. Um, it kind of turns people around on uh, single malts. I think this type of the, the, this this our twelve year. Um, and what we're going to be tasting first here is a 12-year Sherry Cask Select. So this was uh, a whiskey that was uh, first introduced to the Asian market uh, a few years back. Uh, then it came to the U.S. and it was a retail exclusive for a year. And then uh, about a year ago, uh, January last year, um, it was released broadly in the U.S., um, and what we're doing with the 12 year Sherry cast select, well, first I think in juxtaposition, talk about the 12 year, uh, and, and all of our whiskeys at the Dalmore, uh, they all start their maturation in first fill bourbon casks. Thank you very much. Uh, all of our whiskeys start their maturation in first fill bourbon casks, then move on to some beautiful wine casks. In the case of the 12 year that's on your tables, you're taking home with you, uh, about nine years in first fill bourbon casks, and then a portion gets moved to casks that held. 30-year Oloroso Sherry, a Matuslim Sherry from Gonzales Bias is our Sherry partner in Spain. What we're doing with the 12-year Sherry Cask Select is uh, offering twice the Sherry maturation. Um, it's the ABV is a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, for me, this is a whiskey that if you have uh, a more experienced uh, whiskey palate, um, this is maybe a flavor profile that you're more accustomed to at, at a price point that is, is close to actually our 12 year. So what we do with our 12 year Sherry cast select after the first fill bourbon maturation, uh, the entirety of it gets divided into three separate Sherry casks. So coming from three separate cooperages in Spain to Vasa Paez and Vasima, each of these Sherry bodegas are creating a bespoke blend of Sherry, uh, for each of these casks. But we're, we're kind of transcending seasoned casks for even this maturation. We don't really use seasoned casks at the Dalmar, and I'll talk about that more as we go through these okay. expressions. But what we're doing with the Sherry Cask Select is three separate Sherry Casks, three bespoke assemblages of Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez Sherry in each of these, um, two made of European oak, one of American oak. Um, and then the, the those those casks hold that Sherry for a minimum of eight years before we put the whiskeys for our uh, share. So this is like, is I, I know I, we call it like run through, like, you know, oh, we, it, it basically, they're filling a cask up with like Sherry and then they're like leaving it for a couple months. And then they, they move that Sherry onto another cask. Just, just, just season the cask. Exactly. Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is a, a full, uh, this is eight years of full maturation of a Sherry in these casks. And we're doing that. That is essentially about as, 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 as minimal of a, a seasoning as we'll do. And it's actually pretty extensive. Right. And like you were saying with these seasoning casks, when you said a run through, um, you know, in Spain uh, or in single malts, let's say um, for a whiskey to have been sherry aged, it has to have been in a cask that had held sherry, at least in part, been in a cask that held sherry 
for a minimum of six months. That's not a very long time. And, right. and generally seasoning, and it goes to about three years for seasoning casks. And generally most uh, single malt distilleries are using something a little in between, about a year and a half to two years. Um, so we're we're transcending. You're doing a full cherry maturation in these casks before exactly. you're moving them on to your to your facilities and putting and putting exactly. single malt in them. Exactly, exactly. And that's the, and like I said, that's about the that's about the least amount of time uh, that a wine is in a cask for any of our whiskeys. As you'll see, we go through these other ones. You'll see these are some some really beautiful wines have been in these casks. I think since we're in the holiday season, I should probably also mention to people too is one of the best if you like sherry finished whiskeys like the Dalmore and the Sherry because they're doing eight years. That's a full maturation of Sherry. It's the holiday season. So I will tell you one thing. The thing you can do to help buy a bottle of Sherry, mm -hmm. drink a bottle of Sherry. Yeah, we need there's not enough Sherry being drunk in the United States. Yeah. We need some help here. It really if you like it. Sherry cast, you definitely want to get them. Yeah, I, it takes the words. Out. I, usually when I'm when I'm doing somebody, if I'm leading them myself, I say oh, I, show of hands. And so we can do that. Who, who, who in this room drinks Sherry by a show of hands? See, case in point, right? It's it's usually who, just me. Who dated the Sherry? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Oh, right. Who knows someone named Sherry who yeah. who likes we'll get that thing. Who likes uh you know what Stephen Perry's solo career? Yeah. Uh the the and and what that really does is one, it's encouraging people to drink sherry when I when I use that example, but really um it highlights how exceptional the casks are that we that we get to use. Uh, that we're privileged enough to use for the Dalmore. Um, the vast majority of the sherry casks that we use outside of the eight-year uh, or outside of the uh, sherry cask select um, are casks that held 30-year-old sherry, bottlings of 30-year-old of sherry. And there are really no other single malt distilleries that can not only point to a wine type, but actually can point to very specific bottlings of sherry. All right. Have you all, have you all tried it? Have you all tried the 12-year-old sherry? Uh, special so no, special so, select so no, yeah yeah sherry cask select yeah so a little bit higher abv it's three nice. percent higher than than uh so than it's our 86 86 proof of 43 percent abv yeah and really lively I, spicier you know i'm gonna I, chef's gonna kill me but i am gonna actually try this because if i bite into this crissini that's all you're gonna hear yeah but i'm gonna try <laughs> that's like perfect <laughs> no, because it'll crunch in the thing yeah, so badly. That's delicious. I'm mm. a sucker for duck anyway, so. Mm. That's really good. And that, mm. you know, I love the fact, I think the, the what, what type of cheese, cheese did she say this was? That's really, is like, the meat is great, but the cheese is really complimenting the sherry very, very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Well, right? if you think about, like, when you would, traditionally consume sherry or port dessert wines. Yeah. What goes great with those? It's cheese, right? And right. and our whiskeys are so successful at showcasing these wine styles through the whiskey that they can they can be paired in very similar ways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really great. Did everybody try the food with it? Yes, good. Yes, no. Uh no, sir, I can't give you another another one. <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. And 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 that's what like a lot of people say, you know, they say like, oh, about pairing about pairing whiskey with with food, and they they always like, oh, it really doesn't. It really does. It it it, it can. Yeah, yeah, I think it depends on the whiskey. It depends on the food. You know, you're um, not quaffing this down. That's the only thing is like mm -hmm. you know, like I, I like people are like, oh, do you drink beer? Do you drink? Yeah, I drink beer when I'm thirsty. Mm -hmm. Do you drink wine? Yeah, when I'm thirsty, because that or, or if I'm having a meal, because if I drank that much whiskey, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't make it to the end of the meal. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. it does it does go very very well together. Um, 
All right. So let's like, so that is the first one. Like we said, it's 80, 86, um, 86 proof or 43 ABV. Mm-hmm. And the next one we're going to be going, going into is the Portwood. Yeah. All right. So, um, I got to make sure that they're bringing out the next, uh, they're know, bringing the food, out. bringing the food out. You want me to, well, we, yeah, we could talk about the Portwood. Great. So I get, I got to tell you that this, this Portwood is the price that you're charging for this one. Maybe, um, maybe sort of the the like I want to I don't want to say value, but it may be the best bang for a buck. Is mm. that better than value? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um, because uh, Portwood's Portwood um, um, single malts have become very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's this, this isn't going for you know fifty dollars either. But I get yeah. it. But but because there's not as much Portwood barrels out there. One that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um. But portwood can be very expensive, so you can if you can get a portwood for a little over a little around around a hundred dollars somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. you're doing very good because that's actually a, um, a a bang for your buck portwood. And I have had this before, and it's actually one of my favorites of the core lineup right. now. Yeah, um, yeah, I I agree. You know, there 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 are a, a handful. Uh, you know, well, well, just the nose on this is just the nose thing. is incredible. Um, there are, you know, I'd say the vast majority of, of of single malt producers are doing sherry cask at some point, right? In some somewhere in their collection, if not entirely, um, and then a smaller handful are, are utilizing port. Um, when I was speaking of, you know, the the casks that we're privileged of using when it comes to sherry, uh, as the name suggests, this is the only whiskey in our principal collection that doesn't see any sherry at all. It's it's bourbon casks and portwood casks. Okay. Um, there is no age statement on it. Right. Uh, it is twelve to fifteen years old for those who want a number, but, but around there. I mean, we're not ages here, so that's good. That's <laughs> you know, good. I'm glad. You don't have to be an ages, but 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 a lot of times people are under the assumption that when they see something without an age. Mm-hmm that um you went for the lowest common denominator sure. you went for like you know that's sure. a race to the bottom mm-hmm. how how young can i get this whiskey in here charge the most money for it put and in the, the fanciest bottle and put, and put in the fanciest <laughs> bottle and you know i hate to say it but there's very few people that are doing that because you'll be one you'll be found out very quickly two it won't reflect in the, in, in, in the liquid yeah. at all yeah you can taste it um so it's it's going to be a short-lived run yeah um I can assure you that, you know, even though there is no they don't want to put 12 on this because there's so much more going on this than just a 12 year old. Yeah. So I think this put 12 would actually cut into it. So it's almost better because you're going for a taste profile, not necessarily an age. It's true. Yeah, that's true. And um, I'll say, you know. With um, with the Dalmore and and the casks that we're using in the case of the portwood like i was talking about the uh the 30 year old sherry casks those are mm-hmm. the, that's the that's called the matusalem sherry that's the bottling it's it's from gonzales bias oh perfect uh thank you uh yeah the matusalem sherry from gonzales bias now i want to i i'm i went up to your 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 dessert wine your your fortified yep. wine section for the portwood reserve the 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 port casks the actual port casks that we mature the portwood reserve in are the same casks that uh, from grams that make their ten-year tawny, right? So you can actually, and I, and and maybe we can arrange this in another evening. But I, we can actually do evenings where we can actually taste the wines that utilize the same casks that the Dalmore. If I, if that's what I get to do, get these guys to drink sherry and port. That's what we'll do. do that, right? So, uh, but you can, you know, t- tonight you could you could go up and buy a bottle of Graham's ten-year tawny, 
Uh, and those are the, the, the casks that made that port are the same casks that we utilize for our Portwood Reserve. That is also an exclusive relationship with the Dalmore. No other distillery is utilizing Graham's port casks. And uh, the fact that it is a tawny is even uh, more important or deserves its own call out because there's those two styles of port, Ruby and Tawny. Right. Ruby gets aged. Everybody talks. Yeah. Right. right. And Tawny is, is a barrel aged port, which is important for us because, you know, the more time it spends in wood, the more, the more wine for our whiskeys. Well, again, we're going to go back to the same thing. It's utilizing a 10 year old Tawny port. Yeah. So the, the port has stayed in that barrel and seasoned that barrel and become one with that barrel over in a 10 year period. Again, we're talking about something that's a true portwood, yeah. a true portwood finish. Yeah. That that's again, it's not a run through. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I when always say like a run through. It's like I always, a picture yeah. like going in the barrel. No, and out I, the other I, do. Side, right? I do. Yeah, yeah I, like it's like a flume. Yeah. I always picture like you know some of these uh, some of these places. I, I taste stuff and I go, did you run the did you run it through a flume because it just that's what it tastes like. There's not enough. There's not enough of that cherry quality mm -hmm. that's coming through. It's either you're distillate or you're or or you're not leaving it, or the barrel itself didn't have enough influence exactly to actually pass on. I think you get what you get with certain types of seasoned casks is you get the expression of whatever that wine is, that port or that sherry. You get it right up front, right? You get that sweetness that, and then and then what you get on the finish is that new oak. Yeah, Dr. That kind of chewy new oak quality. Dr. Don Livermore um, up in Canada, uh, he's he's the guy's a, a genius, but he, his thing his thing is, and I'm I'm gonna try to simplify it down for everybody else, is that uh for my because this is how I had to simplify it down for my my small brain, is whatever you put, whatever in that barrel, let's say it's a hundred parts per million. Mm -hmm. Um, you're gonna get half of that when you put whiskey in there, you'll get half of that out. And that's where it, it reaches like a, an equilibrium. Okay. So let's say there's a hundred there, mm -hmm. right? So that first run, you'll get 50. All right. If you use that barrel again, you'll get 25. Oh, I see what you're it's saying. It's only yeah. going to give you so much of that. Yeah. And that's over basically a three month period. Give or take it's temperature. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Anything further than that is, is still aging. Mm -hmm. You're still getting age in there, mm -hmm. but, but that's the influence you got. So if you start with a barrel that only has, like I said, when we talk about a run through only has 25, you're only going to get 12 and a half yeah. out of that. That's sure. it. Sure. And, and that whiskey's going to show get up through that. Right. That little, that little right. bit of saturation and then go right into the wood. Now yeah. this was the, this was the Wagyu short, short rib. Yeah. This, I, the smell on this. I'm sorry you're not here, people that are watching us on Facebook, because it smells <laughs> really good in here right now. This is also this is this dish is actually a great pairing for this because uh, it's a creamier it's dish. It's richer. Uh, the oh up until and when we get to the uh, special edition whiskeys, uh, up until these were released just this month, um, the Portwood Reserve had the highest ABV in our principal collection. It's 40, what's the ABV on forty six five. Forty six five. Yeah. All right. This is so like tender. I mean, I pulled the knife out, but. Well, that doesn't suck. <laughs> oh my god, that's delicious. Mm. And it goes really, really well with the boy one. Terrific. Yeah, uh, you guys. Let me ask you a question. One, do you guys like the portwood? I think it's. I think it's a really. I think it's an outstanding highlight of the core range of Dalmore. I think that's my personal opinion. I've called this. I've, I've affectionately called this this whiskey a um, a gateway drug for bourbon drinkers. No, that's fine. 
No, it's got enough sweet. It's not a hat. It, it's really not sweet, but it, 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 it's, it's got such amount of fruit that it feels sweet. There's a, there's a roundness, roundness to, it. to it. Yeah. All right. Now, now the second question is, did it, does it pair well? Yeah. yeah right. It's so. like spot on. There's still a lot more. Oh, they're plating them. So you guys don't all have this yet. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mmm, it's so good. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you get 50 people in a room and you're trying to do something like this, that that does happen. So don't drink all your whiskey because you want to want like don't drink all that portwood. Wait till you get the 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 rib because you definitely want to try it with it. They're plating them right now. That's that's the problem. So she's doing every like she's got everything prepared, but she's doing the plating fresh. So everybody, I mean, these are warm. Yeah, it's not like it's like oh here's yeah. a cold you know cold slab of meat or whatever, but it's, it's good. Um, what have been like Greg glass is now Greg glass has joined down one. Yeah. So, uh, Greg and I have actually worked. I, I had the pleasure of working with a project with Greg glass previously, previously before he was with, with, with compass box. Yeah. And, uh, fantastic guy. Love the guy. Great guy. How has, and you've been there before and after now. And, and, and by the way, and, and Richard's like, you know, godlike status. Right. Mm -hmm. But how has um, how is Greg's influence now starting to like sort of change the lineup a little bit? Um, I don't. Well, I won't. I don't think it's actually changing the lineup evolving. so much. It may be evolving in a sense. Um, you know, uh, Richard Patterson's a luminary in, yeah. in the whiskey industry. Um and uh, instrumental in, in all of the whiskeys that are on this table. Um, and he's, um, you know, he's stepping out of the spotlight a little bit. He's handing right. the reins over to Greg Glass. He's, he, Richard Patterson was our master distiller, master blender. Uh, his, his, now, his new title is now Distiller Emeritus at yep. the Dalmore, and Greg Glass being um, master distiller. Um, you know, what, 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 Greg, what Greg brings, um, apart from you know his 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 expertise is his genius in, in blending whiskeys right. um is he he is sort of shepherding uh this new era with with Dalmore and the and, and white and Mackay on sustainability mm -hmm. um which is you know not necessarily by no means is any uh, the rich was Richard Patterson not interested in that yeah, he wasn't it was throwing is, like stuff is, out the window as you're driving down the highway yeah, of course like of that, course right? but this is something that except if it was ice yeah, <laughs> or or forty year old whiskey out of That's his glass, right. which you would throw out. Um, this it, it's it's reflective, I think, of 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 a new generation of whiskey makers. Yep. Um. He uh he is very passionate about, uh, and this is going to sound silly, but he's very passionate about place and about Scotland. Um. He is um, he's begun these initiatives to incorporate Scottish Tay oak, uh, and barrels made from Scottish oak. Uh, into White and Mackay whiskeys, it hasn't quite uh, fully made it into the Dalmore yet, with the exception right. of a couple of uh, maybe the the the, um, the the Luminary release last year that did not make it to the U.S. involved a little bit of Tay Oak. Um, well, you got. I mean, this is a game of this is a lo what they call a yeah. long game. Yeah, it's a long game. I mean, it's yeah. you know even the stuff that we're tasting today that's twelve years old. Yeah, that's twelve years in you know that's twelve years in the making. It takes some time. But, yeah, it takes yeah. some time. This is a game of patience. For some of these things, it's almost we get we're, and we're gonna get, get into that tonight. For some of them, it's a, an entire career. Yeah. Before we get to them, in some cases, um, we, I've seen some of the older ones. They're a lifetime. Sure. Yeah. You know, you to know, become to fruition. One of my, uh, you know, one of my lasting memories from my 
most recent visit to the Dalmar, actually my, my first visit, um, is if you go into our, our, our oldest warehouses, our Dunnage warehouse, um, there, that's, that's really, that's where, that's where Greg and Richard put their, their, their very special barrels, right? That's, 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 those are the whiskeys that, that go end up going into these bottles down here. Right. Um, and, and so many of those barrels in chalk just have the word time written on them. You know, it's just like, patience. It's patient, just, you wait, paste the whiskey wait. and you go, oh, time. there's something about this barrel but and wait. you just write time and not a set amount of time, just time. You're going to um, go back to it so uh, yeah. so long and to, to see the next one and to see how it's progressing. Yeah. And the other part of that is, too, is, is you're seeing how it's progressing. But the other part of that, too, is not how it's progressing, but how it's going to play in with other things you've already have in your head. Sure. Other whiskeys that are also maturing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Because this is a game of blending. And, you know, it's patience, it's time, but it's also a game of blending. Because mm -hmm. after you have all of your, like, you know, the, the palettes that you're going to paint with, of different flavors and how they're going to go together. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then, and then maybe there's a new barrel that is a new color, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Bring out the next one. Okay. But we'll bring out the, stop bringing out the top. Just so we, uh, we keep on, sure. on, on, on face. Sure. Um, how is, how has the port sort of progressed? And, and, and gain acceptance. Is this now, I know it's part of the core lineup, mm -hmm. but I don't think a lot of people knew about it from the get-go. It's, yeah. it's, it's taken some time for people to sort of understand that you're doing a Portwood and, mm -hmm. and sort of taking off. How is this doing in the U.S.? Because I, I am curious about that. It's, 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 it's doing remarkably well. I think um, because of what you mentioned, I think it's price point, right? Yeah. Yep. Of where it's priced and because of how expressive it is, um, it's, it's become incredibly popular with, uh, I think... Particularly with single malt drinkers, I mean, we're we're all experience, you know, as we're experiencing here with just the first two whiskeys, we we use un unpeated malt uh, for the Dalmore, um, and I think the Portwood Reserve really kind of hits that on the head because it's so rich. Yeah. Um. So amongst uh, single malt drinkers who you know very much favor an unpeated malt, it's incredibly popular, and and that sweetness and that richness. This is also a whiskey that holds up. I I. I I'll say this about all of our whiskeys. They hold up remarkably well to a little dilution. Um, I was just actually going to measure it. Um, for those who want to add a couple of drops to the portwood, please do so. Yeah. Or you can use the Randall Bird method where you drink water and then drink the, the whiskey. And it'll dilute it enough that you'll get that sort of sensation in your mouth because there's a lot more going on here yeah. than what uh, what meets the palate on the first couple y sips. Yeah, and, and, and because of the ABB, because of the richness uh, of the port, uh, the port casks. Um, this whiskey holds up remarkably well to dilution. It's it's incredible in cocktails um, for the you know for your home bar, um, an old fashioned or a Manhattan because you already got that that rich wine sweetness mm -hmm. incorporated into the whiskey already. Really enhances uh, those spirit forward cocktails as well. I can actually uh, picture this in a blood and sand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I think it would be great because sure. that portwood really adds a lot to it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're already. And everybody's like, that. "Oh my god, you're taking hundred dollar whiskey and you're making cocktails with it." Well, yes, and I will tell you why because it's it's the flavor profile of the whiskey itself. I don't use a lot, even in, a, in something like that. I'm not using a lot of other. The other ingredients are just. I'm adding a little bit of that to get that those flavors. Mm -hmm. The the you'll still taste that portwood. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. So, I I think. Um... Portwood, 
the 12 sherry, 12 year, uh, and uh, even our, our 14 year, those whiskeys that are about $100 and, uh, uh, and less uh, in price point, um, just are, 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 are phenomenal cocktail whiskeys yeah. as well. So okay, so the next whiskey, next issue we're gonna have tonight is is it's thought of like I, I want to say there's two things that are, are going on with this whiskey. Okay, one it started really at all mm-hmm. with with people that are doing cigar blends and cigar malts and and uh, cigar bourbons and everything down the pike. Mm-hmm. This was really the 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 granddaddy of them all, and the cigar malt had very very humble beginnings Mm -hmm. when it first came out Mm -hmm. and it it goes back so far as this i think at the time of the cigar mall when it first came out uh i think white mckay was actually was it was it wasn't even it was owned by i think beam was bringing it into the united states at the time that that goes i'm old enough to remember this i'm sorry to say but the cigar mall when it first came out it was the 90s yeah, yeah it was it was one of those type of things that no one had really ever done something like that richard was sort of at the mm-hmm. at the the forefront of doing this because mm-hmm. he did like a good cigar yep and he wanted some he wanted a whiskey that would hold up to that yeah and he came out with the cigar malt and everybody was like sort of blown away it was really it was even really before the cigar boom hit the united states yeah it was, uh, just, it, was, it, was it was for him it was for him <laughs> yeah. richard this was a very this was a very selfish but thank you for bringing us along for the ride uh-huh. expression all right so uh let's try this one and what now this one is done at Explain what the cigar malt exactly is now. Sure. So um, I just wanted to see what the ABV was. Oh, it's 44. So it's 44, 80, 88, a little 88 higher. Proof, 88 proof. Uh, and, and, you know, you said it perfectly. This was this was a whiskey that was originally created by uh, Richard to be the perfect single malt accompaniment to a fine cigar. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that, you know, if you think if you, the, the, the spirits that were more traditionally consumed with cigars uh cognacs brandies armagnacs uh rums these these spirits that are uh by their nature just a little fruitier right maybe right. even a little sweeter a little rounder um and you want something like that when you're enjoying a fine cigar because if you've taken a puff on the cigar you've already got that smoke and that heat and that spice on your palate from the cigar it's already doing all of that right so to have something that has a roundness a richness um this fruitiness mm-hmm. uh, to kind of mix with that. I kind of say that, you know, the, the, the chocolate to the peanut butter um, was became sort of a, a, a passion project of his. Um, I think people, they see cigar malt, they expect it to be a, a peated a whiskey. Right. Uh, but actually we're going in the complete opposite direction. Nice I think smoke. the, the only thing, the only thing that uh, I think uh, there's a note on the nose to me that, that, is about as close as this gets to an actual cigar. To me, on the nose, this smells. It smells like a cigar. No, it's got tobacco. Like, on like, the a, nose, like tobacco, tobacco, like like a humidor. Yeah, there is right, like a there sweet tobacco smell. Um, also on the nose, and I was. If you've ever smelled a Maduro cigar, okay, yeah. so that's to me that it's not as it's not as as over uh, overpowering or as sweet as that. Yeah. But it's very reminiscent of 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 that type of of richness mm-hmm. of, of of you almost think of like dark fruit. Sure. You know, yeah. In that. too. Yeah. And uh, but that's yeah, I think that's in terms of its similarity to a cigar. I think that's about where it stops. Um, also, our head of advocacy, Craig Bridger, 
when um, when we were going through these whiskeys when I first joined the team at White and Mackay. He said, I'm going to give you a nosing note on this that uh, I've found and I can't not smell this. So now I'm going to share it with you all um, so that you will smell it every time you smell the cigar malt. Um, it's a little whisper of um, pancakes and maple syrup. There's a little bit of richness that's on this. There's a little briochiness on this whiskey as well, and I think that kind of translates into this note. For those of you just noticed, syrup. do you guys all, all smell that now? That is called the power of suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. I, like, I get the, I don't know if I would link that to that specific, for me, link that to that specific, but I can see where that's coming sure, from. Sure, sure. In this. Um, so the maturation on this, again, we're, 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 we're looking at a whiskey that doesn't have an age statement. Uh, this whiskey is 15 to 18 years old, leaning a little bit more towards 18 years for these whiskeys, for this whiskey. Um, the maturation story for this is yeah. first fill bourbon casks, those 30-year Matusalem Oloroso sherry casks. This is when we start to incorporate a third style, um, I guess fourth if you include the Portwood Reserve, a fourth style of wine cask in the maturation process, which is Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Uh, and again, keeping with this uh, tradition, this passion that we have for not just talking about wine styles, but actually being able to look at producers. These are Cabernet Sauvignon Barrique that are coming from Chateau Marbouzet. They're a, uh, a left bank Bordeaux producer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, and the utilization of their cask is important because they are known for maturing their Bordeaux a bit longer than what is, what is you know, traditionally commonplace. I mean, really, you're, you're trying to soak the wood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to get as much in of, of other product into the wood because you're, you're adding alcohol and you're, cause you're going to take it out. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's, I mean, that's really what you're yeah. going for. Right. Yeah. And the, the fact that this wine is in their barrels a little bit longer just means, you know, a little bit more of that expression for us. And then on the palate for this whiskey, mm. you know, what I'll, what, what I notice is what I was saying before something, there's like a flush of fruit, that red fruit, I think is kind of coming from uh, the utilization of those wine casks. Um, you get this roundness, this flush of fruit, but this does, this whiskey does a really interesting thing on the finish. And you get to think if it's all designed for a pairing with a cigar on the finish, um, and I haven't even taken a sip yet, but you know, I, I, I could, it's, I'm already experiencing it. You just, you can, on the back of your tongue, like on the sides of your palate in the back, I, this whiskey more than any of our other whiskeys really encourages salivation. Yeah, and almost salinic, right? You're, and, yeah, because it does have a little bit of salinic, and, and your mouth flavor. starts watering. Right. And and uh, and if you think about pairing this with a cigar, that's a great thing. It kind of helps keep your palate moist. It kind of you're primed for the next puff on the cigar, uh, and it works incredibly well. Well, I'm gonna have Chef come back up here because um, uh, no, I get you right here because uh, I want to tell you everybody's got I, everybody's got uh, the chocolate got chocolate yes. Today. So the chocolate to go with the cigar malt, which that was my favorite. I mean, that is just unbelievable, right? I told I for me, it's my favorite scotch I've ever tasted. I'm not, I'm actually much more of a bourbon drinker, and that is I can't get enough of it anyway. The chocolate with it. So the chocolate is a dark chocolate, 70% chocolate with uh dried cranberries, raisins, and golden raisins for all the again to complement it. I try to do complementary flavors and then also roasted cacao nibs just for a little bit of earthiness to complement that tobacco flavor that's in there and a, and a tiny tiny bit of orange but not enough that you can even really tell it's there just because again it goes with all those flavors i think that's beautiful i think the the, the dried fruit is like really brings out um that sort of like red wine quality in the whiskey but, and thank you chef yeah chef 
I, I want to just, I just, I, listen, this is a, a thankless task. I, I, I want to thank Chef, and I'm going to change that right now. Thank you, Chef Elena, for putting this together for us. Um, uh, she, I, she goes, I go, how much whiskey are you going to need to figure out what you're going to pair? And she goes, can I get a bottle? And I said, sure. And he's like, of each? And like, sure. And I'm like, so she's calling me. She's like, it's, so it's coming along really great, Ryan. <laughs> I'm like, well, which which bottle do you want? Oh, I'm just on the first one. I think I got it pegged now. I know which one I'm going to do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> call me back when you get to the third course. So um, um, I'm really impressed. And you but, picked up on the citrus as well. And yeah. and 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 in, in all of our literature with the Dalmore, you know, we we sum up the flavor profile of our whiskeys by saying our whiskeys are a chocolate orange because of the casks that we use. And and um, we haven't spoken, so she just picked up on that. So, you know, yeah, she has actually just given you compliments. It's really beautiful. She, she has actually just given you your tasting notes. Yeah, really. On this, especially <laughs> yeah, this true. whiskey. Yeah. And sure. I think it's really important that she just gave you back. You just ate your tasting notes on this whiskey because uh, this is like, and what, what do they call them in, in Scotland? Because they're not golden raisins, Sautern, uh, uh, Sultan, 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 Sultans, which is. A little bit different than our golden raisin, but it's very close. Mm -hmm. um, but all of those sort of flavors go to this. And I, I, without a doubt, anybody asked me, well, what, what would you have? What, what would you pair whiskey with? And I said, well, if you just want to be dumb about it, you're not sure about it, it any type of chocolate, it yep. will go with. Yep. But when you get something like this that Chef just gave you, it's like that, that little match that was made in heaven. That's what I'm really talking yeah. about when I say it like both chocolate. It makes both, both things, things better. Elevated. Yeah. It elevates both. Yeah. Fantastic job, Chef. Thank you so, so much. Again. Now, I have to be careful on some of the stuff because I'm allergic to nuts, and, and Chef was concerned that I, that I couldn't have that one. So just so you know, I hope you enjoyed all yours because she made me a special batch for later. <laughs> <laughs> So I so so I don't die. Jeez, I mean, come on, guys. What? My wife does have the insurance paid up. Yes. <laughs> so we sort of we sort of finished up saw like pretty much the core range of the Dalmore. Well, these are yeah, these are members right? of what we call our principal collection, principal which collection. is our okay. twelve year uh, all the way up through. Uh, we include the King Alexander in our principal collection. Okay, well, well. well, and then we go from the and then we then we start moving up. But the next two that we're going to try are a, a little bit different. These are vintage, uh, vintage whiskeys, the two thousand five and the two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. So one's a fifteen year. The two thousand um the two thousand five is a fifteen. Am I right on that? Eighteen. No, Eighteen. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the two thousand eight is the is the fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm not reading anything. I'm just remembering this stuff. I, so. I, I'm getting. I get the numbers uh, mixed. Too many up all numbers. The time. I I'm went terrible at math. I, I, that's why I should have just done that's this. Why I went I into whiskey. <laughs> I should have just done this. The 2008, um, which is a 15 year old. Yes. Right. Yes. That is your next one. So that is number four on your uh, on your chart there, and I think everybody's got it laid out. It, you guys, just so all of you know, you do have a glass to use. That glass is also the Dalmo glass that you have is for you to take home, also. So you can enjoy down more at home. Yeah, please put them in the proper glass. Right. Put them in your glass. Karen, yeah. if you have, you have it in front of you. These whiskeys, I'm, I, I was so excited about these whiskeys. They, they, the first these just came out. They just came out like, um, like within the last like handful of weeks. Um, and very small the first amounts in mass to try these. Probably are. Thing. Yeah, you probably are. Um, 
And these, the previous uh, edition of these was released in Scotland wow. around the end of last year. Um, so these are the first, uh, we're, we're called the, in, in Scotland and pretty much the rest of the world. These are called vintage, the vintages, vintage, vintage. Right. Um, but because of the laws surrounding the use of the word vintage for, for, for wines, uh, here in the U S we changed the name to select edition. Mm. Um, I use vintage on though. That's Sorry, fine so. because there's a big age. I mean, there's a, there's yeah. a big age. There's, there's a, there's a year on Ooh, it. I love that. So that's what, really nice. What we're, what we're, what's so exciting about these whiskeys is, um, you know, we don't, with the exception of some of our most rare and exclusive whiskeys, I'm talking uh, the Constellation, the Dalmore Decades, um, very rarely, um, even, I mean, we're talking about even our, our 40, 45-year-old whiskeys. These are these are beautiful blends of, of some very exquisite casts. Yeah. Um, so unless you're talking about these ultra-rarefied expressions that get put out in very, very limited quantities, unless you're at the distillery, which is which is closed to visitors for, you know, a couple of years now as we, as we rejuvenate and expand, um, you're not really getting to experience whiskey from the Dalmore straight from the cask. And that's right. by design. I mean, we, we, you know, we're, we're very particular about curating the flavor profiles of our whiskeys. So what's exciting about these is that this is about as close to straight from the cask as you're going to get from the Dalmore. Um, Commercially available. Commercially available. available. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So while they do, well, the, the, the maturation story on the 2008 uh, first fill bourbon casks and then goes into two different um, fortified wine casks. It gets split between uh, a 15 year old Pedro Jimenez cask, Pedro Jimenez being that, that sweetest, richest, most unctuous style of sherry, and then the 30 year Matusa Moloroso sherry casks, then gets reunited again in bourbon casks. Uh, and then bottled. They're bottled at natural strength, um, so the the ABV is a bit higher. Um, this the, one's forty five point eight. Forty five point eight, which uh, you know, I said the the portwood is it was the highest. Uh, this the two thousand and five is actually the highest in our principal collection now. Yeah. Um, so this is about as close to straight from the cask that you're going to find at the Dalmore. Um, non chill, uh, natural color. And uh, and and natural proof. Nose on this is in, in, yeah insane. So it's I think uh, some of the the greatest compliment I can give any whiskey, and I and I and I we, I experience it with the Dalmore all the time is it, I they it smells um it smells like a sherry warehouse. Mm-hmm. Smells like and a I, sherry bodega I, in the best way. Yeah, you know? I also always get that like um, that sort of earthiness that comes out. That sort of like I I call it like white mushroom. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a very earthy, sort savory, of nose, yeah, yeah, savory sort of portion of this. As well as there's you know like I said there is some of that mm -hmm. um, like toffee and stuff like that going on there. Mm -hmm. But I I find that just that that shows right up in the front. And this has oh uh, this has a very nice finish to this too. Yeah, I it it. it um... Yeah, it lingers. Yeah, I'm becoming very well aware long, of the sound long, of my yeah. this magnified sound of my mouth making <laughs> swishing sounds. I can. <laughs> it's squishy because, like, when you're when you're doing it yourself, you can hear it in your own head, and now I'm hearing it in my own head, and then it's getting fed back to me. That's why I didn't want to crunch on that Christini. Yeah, I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of this though? This is like it's beautiful, right? I really like this one a lot. 
I think that, you know, that, uh, you know, it's really, it really stinks because every time I'm trying the next one, I like that one better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to go back and try them all and then actually make my own choice of which one I like the best. Well, what I think is I, it's, you're going to get with whiskeys that are becoming more exclusive. They're becoming older, um, you know, decreased quantities available because right. of maturation. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to become, um, there's going to be greater depth. That expression is going to be a little bit more pronounced. However, um, you know, there's not a whole lot to go back, but think about this when you're going back and tasting this, this 12 year, you know, this evening when you go home, cause you're going to open it when you go home tonight. Right. Um, is, is Mill, how are you in your house when you open the next one, please? You're going to open this right, in your please. car. On no, the no, 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 please, right. please don't say that. <laughs> this might be your worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, you, 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 it's, it, it's still, is such a very satisfying whiskey. They're clearly all from the same distillery and made by the There's same. There's a hand. DNA that runs through them all. DNA of the Delmar, as we say right. all the time. You know what I mean? And 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 so uh, here's and this is actually um, to talk about Greg Glass a little bit. This is a project that was that was shepherded by by Greg um, every year around this time, November. Uh, Greg and and Richard uh, go to. The the Dalmore, they go to their our, our oldest warehouses and and do the, the cask selection. Um and so this project came out of that. It came out of just finding these really exquisite casks um where they had enough that they could do a, a bit larger bottling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh but but were just so special that um that they were doing these bottlings from these these very from this very specific and special time. Of I like year that where they one a lot. The it's really yeah. nice. That fifteen is, yeah, is great. I don't know what it is too about like a lot of fifteen year olds on the in in, in a lineup. It's kind of like yeah, it, it ends up being almost like a sweet spot. I think for for a lot of these distilleries. I I agree. And I, I think our traditional no our traditional fifteen year. Um, which is the green box. Right. Uh, I like that one too. When I do, when we're doing lineups like this and, 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 and people are experiencing the Dalmore for the first time, very often they come back to that 15 as yeah. well. I think you're right. Yeah. There's something about that 15 year. It's a really good sweet spot. All right. Number five in your, in your slot tonight on your board is the 2005 select edition or vintage edition bottled in uh, 2023. It was bottled this year. Yeah. So this is the 18 year old. So this, yeah, this is the 05. This, um, the maturation story, a little different on this. First fill bourbon casks, then the 30-year uh, um, Oloroso sherry casks. But then this, rather than the, the, the 08 goes into 15-year Pedro Jimenez casks. This additionally, uh, rather the 30-year Oloroso, I'm, I'm looking at like the graphs of all the barrels in my head and I'm getting confused. First fill bourbon casks, 30-year uh, Matuslam Oloroso sherry casks, and then vintage sherry casks um, before going back into bourbon casks before bottling. This is at almost. This is almost hundred proof. This is. Well, this is forty nine point three. Yeah, this is uh, handily the 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 highest ABV that we've widely released from the Downmore pretty much ever. It's it's not um, it, it's 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 not too hot though. No, uh, no, it's, it's really nice. It's drinkable, I think, but it's a little uh, maybe owing to the ABV, owing to the age. I think yeah. it's a little bit of a leaner whiskey. It is a little leaner, and I do find I also find that that. The other one that I described earlier for you, that sort of like sherry mush white mushroom sort of uh, flavor pops, especially on the finish on this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just just as you were saying it, I kind of got that that bit of that earthiness pops out. Yeah, I think Which it's nice. I like that. It's it's, it's it's I think one of the virtues of of this style of whiskey in general is that you know by and large single malts are going into casks that held something else. 
Right. Whether it's a seasoned cask or right. a bourbon cask or 30 year old cherry casks. And what that allows the whiskeys to do also because they're being matured in a very cool climate is they get to live in barrels. They can live in barrels for a very long time. Right. And those whiskeys. What's the Dunnage Warehouse? That's the climate that they're in. You know, they're made that they're it's it's um, conducive for an a, a longer aging process. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And in Kentucky, yeah. everybody talks about, you know, bourbons, especially in this area. We talk about bourbon stuff. They're yeah. not built. The, nothing's built to to for longevity. Sure. Yeah, the, that's the why the warehouse, the the type of wood we're putting them in, you know, the climate. None of that, that is built that for longevity. And the, yeah. and the wood is pretty extreme. Yeah, there's yeah. Not, none of that's built. But we uh, Dunnage Warehouse with a dirt floor in the climate in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You try to get that mm-hmm. that it will. Thank you, Frank. I'm all set. Thank you. Um, that you get that though. Yeah, I and, agree. And then there is that side of that thing. Um, this one I would use uh, just a couple drops of water on yep. this one. If you have not done that, do that on this one. I think you're going to find that um, there's a whole bunch of other flavors going on that you may miss if you don't do that. Yeah. Other the citrus uh, citrus pops up in, a, citrus in most of our whiskeys and yeah. this, but it's very it's a very bright citrus. Mm. I almost want to go. Most of them have been like uh, tangerine, mandarin. Uh-huh. That thing. I, I want to say this is more of a um a, a lemon. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah, lemon. I was gonna citrus. say we're we're mind melding here. It's the chords mm-hmm. from the headphones. Mm-hmm. But adding a little water to that, you're gonna just, there's an explosion of a whole bunch of other flavors. What do you guys think? Are you like? I just out of curiosity, two thousand the two thousand five the two thousand eight. So two thousand eight was the first one you tried. So two thousand eight, two thousand five. All right. And so that yeah. it reinforces the 15. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I do. I think, you know, I think for most people, I think that that 2008, that 15 just hits a lot of buttons for people. Because the, you know? there's that there, the, there's a um, there's a little bit more softness. The even yeah. is a little lower. There's a little bit more sweetness yeah. owing to those 15, that Pedro Jimenez. Yeah. It's I think that's those, it. those, those 15 year PX. Casks. Yeah. That's the key there. All right. So the next one we have it like, cause that wasn't enough. We're gonna do. We're gonna have the regular, the eighteen. I yeah. don't want to say the regular eighteen. The, the, what? Sixty bottles for the state of what? Which one? The eighteen? Those two. Yeah. All right. So, sixty bottles. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If you like it, sixty bottles for the state. So there you go. Well, fifty nine. And I don't. <laughs> I. I. You're. You. You're in a better. Uh, position to talk about your pricing, but the pricing on both of those is for what yeah, those we'll whiskeys are. Yeah, we'll go through are, the other. It's just phenomenal. Like the fact the, that those whiskeys are priced at what they are. I was, I was, I was, my colleagues and I were like, can we sell more of this? Because this is like something so special. Right. But of course not, because that's, that's what makes it so special. That's what but, makes it special. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, just so you guys know, you, you just destroyed a possibility of somebody getting a bottle of this tonight. So <laughs> you ruined some, you ruined Hope you're proud of yourselves. Yeah. No, you should be because this is great. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of times I think that's the, you know, but for those of you who don't know, like these are, these none of these, we'll go through pricing and stuff like that. But, you know, we're, we're talking in like 15, 18 year old whiskeys. None of these are going to be like, oh, $50. Oh, great. The, the, these are more expensive whiskeys, but that is the purpose behind what you're doing here tonight is if you decide to get one of these, and you say, oh, well, this is how much money it is. You already know the answer that you like it. Right. This is not going home and going like, Jesus spent a lot of money for this. I hope I really like this. 
you already know the answer. And that's the whole point of doing things like this is to educate and to let you try before you buy these products so that you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's a, um, and that's also, a, it's sort of a tricky, again, I, I love what I fell in love with whiskey through American whiskeys and bourbon right. many, many years ago when, uh, you know, we can all talk about all the deals that were available 20, 15, 20 years ago. I will give you, uh, I, will, I will give you a good example. Uh, hand selected single barrel Pappy Van Winkle was $65. Yeah. And people said to me, $65 for a bourbon. Are you insane? <laughs> yeah. Now they would be like, thank God. I love you. Yeah. Oh yeah. $65 for that bourbon. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, things happen. No, things I know. I used, to, I used to get, I used to go to my corner liquor store. It wasn't a fancy shop. It was just my guy in the corner and I would get, I could get, Lot B and Rock Hill Farm and Elmer T. Lee, and they were all under 50 bucks yeah. each. Yeah. yeah, those days are gone. Hope you enjoy yeah, it. Sorry, as a single well, tear rolls down our face, right? But, but that's the but that's the thing about whiskey, and like even like these things, too. They, these are very special whiskeys. You're going to try those, but there's, there's, there is a when somebody says, I don't like whiskey, I, I said, Well, you've tried them all, and no one says, Yes, I've tried them all. <laughs> well, maybe John, but. Uh, but the point, a point of it being is there's so many different flavor profiles. There's something for everybody. Sure. Sure. Did you need. Okay. Oh, okay. The, the... All right. So... Yes. You got it. The, okay. So of six and seven on your tray, six and seven, or you guys, if you have the, you have the, you have the tray in front of you. There's a little bit of a 21. The darker one is the 18. Yes. Between the 18 and the 20, the darker one is the 18. All right. You guys hear that? We'll talk about why that is. No. Does everybody get that? The darker one's the 18, which is the next one you're going to try. All right. So 18. So this is the 18 year. This is the 2023 edition of uh, what was our traditional 18 year. Uh, the packaging for uh, this year changed. Uh, for those of you who may be familiar with the Dalmore, the, the packaging- Guys, you gotta bring it down a little bit out there, okay? Bring it, he can't yell. And I, right, I, I can't hear you. I'm just hearing myself yeah. here. But he's yelling. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the packaging used to look a little bit more like, uh, our select editions or the cigar malt with the lid on the top. Uh, but it was blue and it said 18. So we've changed the packaging for 2023 for the 18 year. Um, the, this is to highlight, I mean, the Dalmore is, uh, a fastest growing single malt in the U S. Um, it is, um, still adding to the category when the category is kind of flattened out a little bit. Uh, and it's become increasingly popular. And so this this package chain was to sort of acknowledge that um, we only have so much of it, right? Um, and I, I, I've been saying that a lot about the Dalmore, but it's true. You know, we can only make so much whiskey. We only have uh, four wash stills and four spirit stills. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and, and it's a small distillery. I mean, I know you yeah. guys are ramping stuff up, but like, there's no headroom. There's no like it's it's the distillery small. We're doing yeah. this really beautiful uh, sort of redo of the distillery. We're enhancing the the customer experience, and we are expanding the the, the still house. We are actually doubling our capacity right now. Okay. We're in the process of doubling it. We have um, we are actually quite literally building a full scale operating replica of our original still house with all the um, things. 
with all the dings. Our, our still house is, and this is a good, I guess, good opportunity to talk about it. We have what's in the industry. They call it a, an unbalanced system. Um, I, I just say it's, it's weird. It's a weird system. It's all of our stills are, are, are different sizes. It's strange. Uh, some of our wash stills have flat tops on them. And I've been to the distillery. I've talked to the people who make the whiskey. Everybody kind of has a different story. The reasoning is not entirely clear. And I've talked to the people who make the whiskeys. It's just a weird system, which means that the stills are largely still operated by hand. It also means that these stills are producing new make spirit that is a little different um and very unique and the, and so the smaller stills and the taller stills that new make is combined and to, to make the new make that goes into maturing all of our whiskeys um so it was very important when expanding that we kept that those those virtues so we made it weird again so we kept the weirdness yeah <laughs> uh embrace embrace we, the weird. we embrace the weirdness but i see th that. the reason the reason i'm you know it was a good opportunity to talk about that is because we're not there yet we haven't expanded yet right um and so for in the case of the 18 year, uh, putting um, putting a year on it uh, starting this year is to highlight that, you know, for 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 the world globally, we've only produced 10,000 cases of the 18 year. That sounds like a big number, but you it's think not. about the whole world. It's really not that much. So this is to highlight that is that it, that it is a special liquid uh, 14 years in first fill bourbon casks. Uh, 12 to 14 years in first fill bourbon casks, and the rest of that entirely gets moved just into the 30-year Matuslam Oloroso sherry casks. Now, I don't like to give you guys, I don't like to leave you down the primrose path, but like mandarin orange and marzipan. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in spades. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, in the middle, in the middle palette of this thing. It's just it's yeah. just amazing, I, I, and then it goes into like a almost a dark chocolate. Yep, yep, yeah, man, you're 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 spot on. I think that that yeah, those uh, mandarin oranges, like a deeper, darker citrus, um, the chocolate that is present throughout the, the the twelve year milk chocolate and orange peel, chocolate orange all day long. And what I'd like to say, what I like to say about the eighteen year is kind of the same thing, but we've it's darker. We kind of what slide the contrast over, turn yeah. it up to eleven. You know, it's it's. It's it's taking those those notes and 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 providing some more depth so that mandarin orange, um, almost maybe even a cooked orange. The chocolate is now like I get chocolate and coffee, like dark chocolate, mm. espresso beans. Um, really nice. I think I think this for for. All right. For my so mother, why the color? Why the color? Year. Why the color difference? You this. Think, uh, well, we'll, you think? we'll try the twenty-one year. And yeah. You can see as we as well, we try them. Let's try um, a little of the twenty-one. So that's number seven. Or you guys, uh, some people have the trays and some people have the. I think they're all on the. Uh, the you're all are they're all on the mats okay so you get them all listed 21 this 18 year um the 18 year and the 20 our 18 year uh this spends a little bit more time in sherry casks so it's pulling a bit more of that color from the sherry cask our 21 year um it's while seeing similar maturation stories seeing those 30 year matusa moloroso sherry casks is only like about three years so it's a little less time in those sherry casks um now the orange explodes. Now it's almost like orange and orange pith. It's like it's like a fresh. Are you like, on the twenty one? Yeah, yeah. Like ripping open an orange. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it's a brighter, it's a brighter, um, stronger thought of feel to the whole thing. This twenty one year was was uh, an expression that was uh, largely overseen by Greg Glass. Um, it's beautiful. This whiskey, along with the fourteen year, were two of his main whiskeys. Mm -hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, they both have the same ABV, which is very specific. It's 43.8. 
you know, and you ask him like, well, why not make it 44? And he goes, well, because 43.8 is the perfect ABV. For know? this whiskey. For this whiskey. For this whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not arbitrary. Everybody thinks like, you know, like, look, it, it, I, I always get it. I always usually get a marketing guy in here and they'll tell me like it's it's 40. You know, I, I had one guy. It's 86 because 86 root 86 runs in front of a distillery. I go never tell anybody that. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's 86 because that's the way it tastes. That's the, uh, right. for us. That's the way it tastes better for for. I know, Greg, it, he tried every permutation yeah. of this and decided on it's whatever it is, point whatever. Yeah. And he's that precise about stuff um, because he's trying to put out what the, what he thinks with when he puts it together, what the best expression of this will be. Yeah. Yeah. Very. And that is coming from being a blender, you know, yeah. working with compass box um, uh, is and, had, and have, and just being an incredible whiskey maker in his own right, you know, but uh, we had 1.3% in one of our, in one of the blend, the blend we worked on. Really? It's like, yeah. And it couldn't be more, they go point, it was like 1.4 and they're like 0.4 yeah we tried the others they didn't work yeah yeah <laughs> it's just that it's just that you know i mean it's sort of the difference between like blue and like blue blue yeah right, exactly <laughs> uh the 21 very special uh if you add a little water to that one mm -hmm. 43.8 abv um in your mouth though like just and as we're getting to these the 21 the 25 these are uh very special very limited whiskeys about a thousand about a thousand bottles of each make it to the u.s each year that's about it all right so what did you what did you think uh about each one the 18 18 yeah 21 uh, that's pretty special isn't it yeah it's pretty special you know, it really is yeah. i mean i'm uh, you know I don't want to give them a big head or not, but, but it is really good. <laughs> they're very, they're, these are whiskeys that I, I don't I don't get to drink these very often myself. Um, and I have and I've got the keys. Um, but when I you know, but what I do, you know, I what I'm mostly drinking, honestly, I, I'm drinking the Portwood. I'm drinking our 15 year. Um, I would be drinking the select editions a lot more, but there's so little of them. Mm -hmm. um, but when we get to the 18 and up. I'm I'm drinking them very frequently, but I'm drinking them in small, small amounts, right? You know, a, maybe a little. I'm not too greedy, but maybe a little bit more than what be in these glasses here. Maybe about an ounce in a Glencairn or in a Copita, and um, and I just spend some time with them. They just open. We call thinking person whiskey. Yeah, sure, right. sure. I mean, I wouldn't explore call myself it. one of those. No, but, but you're exploring the whiskey. The yeah, 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 exploring whiskey. It's really good. I, I I really like that 21. That 21's pretty special whiskey. All right. So now you guys, you know, we I don't know how Johnny Gill got this done, but we're gonna open up the 20. We we're, you get to try the 25. 25. Johnny, Johnny Gill bought you this whiskey yeah. to you to drink tonight. No, no, seriously. This uh yes, thank you, Johnny. All right. He actually had nothing to do with it. Not, not at all. No, I'm just teasing. But this, the 25 is one of those type of whiskeys that not everybody gets to drink this. I don't care where, what Dalmore tasting you're at. Mm -hmm. This is not just dragged out a lot. Yeah, this is special. All right. A special so, occasion. So tell us, now that we have it, now that we've said, tell us what we're drinking on this 25-year-old. So, uh, yeah, quite a special whiskey. This well, first, I'll tell you the maturation story. Um, we've talked about the port casks. We've talked about sherry casks, uh, predominantly talking about sherry casks, um, maybe a little bit of red wine with the, with the cigar malt, but predominantly with the Dalmore, it's it's very much a story of, of sherry casks. 
uh, and that is true with our 25 year, but in the 25 year, we combine them both. So first fill bourbon casks moves on to maturation in the 30 year Matusalem Oloroso casks. And then we, and then some of that whiskey then also gets put into port casks as well. So, um, and what that does is, you know, you, you wouldn't want to do that with anything. I think of a different age expression uh, or different age statement. Um, this for me is, and we kind of touched on it a little bit about how whiskey, how, how single malts can can live, can just mm-hmm. rest for mm-hmm. a long, long time because of all of the elements that go into to, to making them. And um, and we started talking about these savory notes in, in, in the select editions, which is so, so spot on. And when we start getting into like the 18 and up, but it really starts to shine in the 25, is that I think it's one of the virtues of single malts, a very well-made single malt, is that it starts to kind of transcend whiskey. You know, it starts to become, um, if you've ever had like a really, like a a very good dry-aged steak, um, a very well-aged cheese, some cured meats, um, they they start to take on almost a little, like it's a little funkiness, right? They start to sort of evolve and become something else. And I say... uh... Mahogany and cedar in grandma's attic. Sure. I love it. Please. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Right. You guys almost get like a little bit. You get a little bit of that cedar, but you almost get like a little bit. of. It almost goes to like a, I don't want to say mint, but maybe like a light eucalyptus. Sure. It's got that little bit going on in there. And, and we talk about that, like going into an attic on like a hot day. And in in there's cedar like a cedar chest in there, and yeah. it's got a very specific and like the beams are breathing yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 you're right. It transcends that yeah that type of thing. There's so much going on. It it it, it and and what you know I was talking about flavor, and you, you're beating me to it. Is that it becomes you know your sense of smell and taste are so they're so tied they're in. so tied in, but they're also so powerful. And when the, these whiskeys can, when they become so well-aged, they do, they become like, they, they can like trigger things. Trigger they memories. Make, they, they, they trigger these memories of, of maybe, maybe of a place, right. you know, and maybe you haven't even, maybe you've been there, maybe you haven't, you know, this 25 is a room I would definitely like to spend some time yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. You know? What do you guys think? Do you get some of the things that I was talking about? You get some of the things that Dan was talking about. Are you guys in feeling attic? poetic? Does it? Yeah. What, like, what's your grandma's attic smell like? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Was that again? I didn't know about grandma's attic, but he gets the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Good. You get like cedar, though. You get mahogany. You get like you know these dark woods, almost like it's like it's like uh it's like hearing a color, or yeah, or, sure. or, or tasting a number. I mean, it's just it's something different. And, you might not honestly get. And we talked about, uh, I, we talked a little, we talked a bit about these Dunnage warehouses and um, for whiskeys that are these, that, 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 that are this, that that's this old. Um, they were on the ground floor. This is, you know, these, these usually the right? Dunnage warehouses are um, if a, if a distillery has them and it was originally built with them, um and they're you know in the case of 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 the dalmore we've been the the, it's the 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 distillery has been pretty much in continuous uh operations for about 180 years um it was built on what was at the time a working farm um so these warehouses are about 200 years old and 
for if a distillery still has these warehouses, you can continue to use them. Um, but if you are uh, a newer distillery or you need to expand your mm -hmm. your warehouse capacity, you can't build dunnage. Then you need to, you need a safe building, a building that has like <laughs> right, you right. know that can floors safely hold like <laughs> you know thousands and thousands of gallons yeah, of right. very flammable liquid. Um, so the privilege of being able to use continue to use these warehouses for us being where we are we're on the banks of the Cromarty Firth it's a saltwater estuary in the northern highlands of Scotland and it's damp it's it's damp <laughs> it's damp and we are really right on this estuary and right across the estuary is the Black Isle and we still actually source a lot of our barley that we use from right across the estuary um but what this does with the whiskies that can live on the banks for so long is and that tide goes out and it's a pretty dramatic tide and then it comes you know comes back in uh the, these whiskeys get a little we didn't really talk about it with the 18 year because it starts to show up in the 18 but it's uh there's a little bit of a salinity there's a little uh and maybe a maritime quality there's a little bit of salinity in these whiskeys as well um which i think adds to kind of mixes with a little bit of the sweetness from the wines uh some of the age of that dunnage you know these these old dusty warehouses that are you know, we call we're calling it a warehouse is pretty generous. It's like a fa old farm warehouse. Right. You only can stack about two barrels. That's about it. There's there's not a whole lot of space in these. So uh, it's a really intimate uh, maturation building. And it and and on the older whiskeys, it really it really does start to shine. Well, just just before because I, I know they're going to finish it if they haven't already. I just want to say uh, cheers to everybody, Slanjava. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming tonight, and I hope you enjoyed yourself. We're not done yet, but. I know you'll drink it all and I won't have anything to cheer you with. So yeah, here you go. Slounge of all. Yeah. We haven't, we have this has not been out of tasting since the last time we tasted it about five years ago. Yeah. So it generally really isn't a tasting experience. Yeah. It's not in a tasting experience. <laughs> I don't know how he pulls it off, but he owes somebody, somebody somewhere. And this is probably a deal signed in blood. I don't know. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the keys to his car. That's right. There yeah. you go. All right. Um, th that's all the whiskey. I'm sorry that we have for you tonight. I'm really sorry. We only had eight of some of the most amazing whiskeys you probably ever had. I really apologize for that. No, I make no apologies. I'm glad you were here and I'm glad you got to try them. And I want to thank Dan for, for thank you so leading much us for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. I want to thank Chef Elena again for uh, the, those great pairings. And uh, we're going to, we're going to go over some stuff that like, I wish you were here people on Facebook and on podcast, but uh, unfortunately you're not. So have a Merry Christmas. Sorry. Later.